0: 0818 715 815
1: Hello, good afternoon, and you're very welcome to Liveline. One of the tragedies of the announcement of the untimely passing of Shane McGowan just before midday today is the fact that so many newspapers had obituaries ready and you can read from some fine, fine writing, by the way, in the Irish Times, Tony Clayton Lee, in the London Times, they have a very, very long obituary of uh, Shane and uh, features in the BBC. And as I say, the tragedy of his uh, premature death, he was only 65 uh, years of age, Um, he was not indestructible. But his music is and in the words of um, the woman, the woman that uh, Shane said recently, she is probably the only reason why I'm still alive. He was talking about his wife, Victoria Mary Clark. And this is what uh, this is how Victoria announced the passing of the love of her life uh, on Instagram this morning. I don't know how to say this, so I'm just going to say it. Shane, who will always be the light that I hold before me and the measure of my dreams and the love of my life and the most beautiful soul and beautiful angel and the sun and the moon and the start and the end of everything that I hold dear has gone to be with Jesus and Mary and his beautiful mother Therese. I am blessed beyond words to have met him and to have loved him and to have been so endlessly and unconditionally loved by him and to have had so many years of life and love and joy and fun and laughter and so many adventures. There's no way to describe the loss that I am feeling and the longing for just one more of the smiles that lit up my world. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your presence in this world. You made it so very bright and you gave so much joy to so many people with your heart and soul and your music. You will live in my heart forever. Rave on in the garden and wet with rain that you love so much. You meant the world to me. The late Shane McGowan, who died at 3 a.m. this morning, and he would have been 66 In uh, 26 days time on uh, Christmas Day, the headline from The Guardian is every newspaper here and uh, in the English speaking world, as far as I can see. Headline from The Guardian reads, one of the all time great band leaders and writer of Christmas uh, classic fairy tale of New York, Shane McGowan invigorated rock with the power of Irish uh, folk music. Let us know uh, your uh, story and your reaction to this untimely passing. Uh, Joe at rt.ie one is the text number Johnny Crone and Johnny good afternoon.
2: How are you keeping?
1: Good and condolences to you Johnny I know you're a friend. God, God
2: bless you Joe we're, yeah. we're very heartbroken and gutted <sighs> like one of our best friends ever has gone and Ireland's greatest poet has gone.
1: How long did you know Shane for, Johnny?
2: I'd say 30 years, yeah. but 15, very close, like recording and performing yeah. the last 12 years, Joe.
1: Because you gigged together in, in, in the band you call Cronin. Um, he called, yes, yeah, he,
2: he, he, he joined us. We, we first did a gig with the Nitful directors, his first band, a reunion there in Philly Ryan's, his local bar, mm-hmm. about, about 14, 15, 15 years ago and. It's on YouTube, and we did the fetch there for Vince Powers a few years ago, and what else do we do, the Electric Picnic twice, and yeah. we did Ronnie Scott's for Palestine for Bella Floyd. we did, uh, what do we do, Rainy Night in Soho, and Sorry Joe, I'm gut, I feel like I'm going to yeah. get sick, and just, uh, my best friend is gone.
1: And Johnny, can I ask you, when, when you last were with Shane?
2: It was on Sunday, and I was supposed to be going up tonight, but it was Sunday yeah we were up to see him for two and a half hours on Sunday and we were smiling and we had we had the crack yeah but god bless him.
1: And how would you describe him? I, I know you used the word poet already. As A,
2: as a best friend, a loyal mm-hmm. friend, a hero, a born romantic, a proud Irish man, a proud Tipperary man, a punk, a republican and a great fan of music and teach you about love and friendship, completely in love with Victoria, and a, a loyal yeah. friend, as, as a friend, he'd, he'd, he'd stick with you. And history, just the mind on him. A great conversationist, and the crack, the memories, we, some of the strange situations, you'd end up on the road with Shane.
1: And he was, as you say, he was big into history, and I was looking at the, the, Vic, um, the photographs this morning. There's one beautiful photograph of him at home with Victoria, and he has his hand resting and a monu- yes. a monumental tome which is called the atlas of the Irish revolution. Yes. It's I think I uh, it's about 5 kilos uh, a couple of thousand pay beautifully produced yes. by UCC and I was so uh, chuffed to see it because I I wrote a chapter in that book about the children killed in 1916 and um, to God see to see Shane with his hand on, hand on the hand it. so we ah. loved he loved history and
2: r- worth and remembering Steve as well. Yeah. And, and Brendan Bean loved, and yeah. he loved Joe Dolan, and he loved Big Tom, and he loved Brendan Shine, and he loved Foster and Allen, yeah. and he loved Sean O'Reedo was the main one.
1: And then people forget he won the highest accolade in the UK for songwriting. He won yeah. an Ivor yeah. Novello Award.
2: Ivor, for... and we were at the Ivor Novello one. It was, geez, it was a, it was a great session and a proud day for Tipperary. But to be among them for songwriting. Maybe as big as James Joyce, Joe? I don't. The more people know, yeah, fairy tale in New York than than Ulysses. I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah, okay, different <laughs> dif- different forms of art, but two two wonderful yeah. pieces of art in their own genre, and they yeah. are they, they well, uh, Ulysses is obviously indestructible, the hundred years later. But um, yeah. I was reading earlier. Uh, what Bruce Springsteen said and he used that reference said in a hundred years time Bruce Springsteen said almost three years ago to the day um, yep. he said Shane's music uh, and lyrics will live on longer than my music and they will live uh, uh, for uh, ma- for a hundred years yeah
2: a massive yeah. fan like like Bob Dylan was a massive t- fan too yeah. of Shane and de- dedicated a song to him there when Dylan was last there like you know
1: and you played at um, Shane and Victoria's wedding
2: with, with Johnny Depp. Yeah, Shane asked me to come t- over for the, oh, you're, for, you're for a, the a wedding. You're a
1: terrible, Johnny. You're a terrible name dropper. Johnny Depp.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was a terrible hangover, Joe.
1: <laughs> but, okay, well, tell me what playing for playing at Shane and we, Victoria's we, wedding we, was like.
2: We we did rainy night in Soho. Ah, oh, wonderful. Well, we, we were going to the wedding and it was really exciting. And we were singing "If I Fell" by the Beatles. Do you know that song? If ah, I brilliant. Fell, brilliant. Oh, Shane was singing that. And then he was singing Van Morrison's lyndon Arden," stole the highlights, Magic. which is a be- be- beautiful song. But we did "Rainy Night in Soho," and he went off the head and he said, "Do Astral Weeks," and we did Astral Weeks instead. So it was, <laughs> we had to know all the words.
1: And um, li- that was in
2: Cop- Copenhagen in the Tivoli Gardens.
1: Well, listen again to "Rainy Night in Soho," Johnny. Uh, deepest condolences. I really appreciate your time.
2: God bless and, you, John. Um, Long live Shane McGowan up Tipperary.
1: and what temporary. And I know what happened between. Well, I'm saying it. I I, I I don't presume it, but I'm I'm saying it because those moments are very very precious. But that the moments you had, the time you had with Shane, uh, last Sunday, I hope will stay with you for uh, a long long time. And I hope that feeling between the two of you as dear friends will stretch across the generations. Johnny Cronin, uh, God good right. to meet him, sure. God rest Shane McGowan. I'm reading from the front page of the BBC News website, A Life Too Interesting, Shane McGowan. And by the way, all the pieces I'm reading this morning, and indeed even as they're coming in now, they're extraordinarily affectionate. Yes, they do reference, of course they reference Shane's demons, but they are extraordinarily affectionate and I hope... Morris's uh, dear father, and Siobhan, his uh, sister, and Victoria get some solace at this awful time from what's been written, especially, and, he, and what's been said as well, but what's, what's been written. A life too interesting, Shane McGowan, the songs of the Pogues are what happens when rural folk songs are hit over the head by the amphetamine punk spirit of the 70s, London. But they are more than that. These gutter hymns of the Irish abroad are celebrations of tough lives that are sprinkled with wit, literary references, and simple truth telling. Shane McGowan once said, I couldn't believe that nobody else was doing it, so we went on doing it ourselves. And you heard uh, earlier Johnny Crone, and one of Shane's close friends, talk about his literary uh, ability and there's the BBC referencing his literary literary references and simple truth-telling. Jan Desmond. Jan, good afternoon. Hi Joe. Okay. I'm a bit nervous. Go ahead. Shane, Shane.
3: Uh, well he was very special and uh, I love fairy tale of New York and lots of his songs and I know yeah. he was a poet yeah. and I, there's a poem called On the Death of the Beloved by the late Irish poet and philosopher John O'Donoghue and uh, I first heard this poem when my sister read a part of it at my mother's funeral about 10 years ago and I read it myself four years ago at my uncle's funeral and it's just very moving and it says a lot about, kind of says everything really I think, about someone, if you've lost someone you love, it says everything I think.
1: And Jen, when you heard the news this morning, just before noon, what was your... Everyone I knew was. that Shane wasn't well. Now he he left yes. hospital at the weekend, so people presumed yes. once again. Remember Shane's and Shane's own words. Shane said, um, "I've I've been given six months to live," but that was twenty five years ago. So yes. it, he he it was. was a survivor. I know his music is indestructible. Unfortunately, he wasn't, but he seemed indestructible for a long, long time.
3: Yes. Uh, before yes.
1: before his passing uh, today, yes. Jan
3: even with his health wasn't so good the last few years he i think was did i read somewhere that he was thinking of doing a concert for palestine or something did i hear that or with somebody else maybe he was such a wonderful survivor and he had such great spirit even with his health not being so good and victoria i don't know her but she's so devoted to him and
1: well you read you you read you read her her message this morning announcing his past i didn't
3: actually i I
1: I I sorry i read it out at the start of the program it's profoundly moving and profoundly uh, loving. Uh, the poem, yes. do, you, do you want to do this poem?
3: Yeah, are you sure? It's a little bit long now, but it okay. might take a minute or two. Okay. Okay, well, well no, I'm,
1: no, I'm, I'm conscious of people that people are saying that Shane was a poet, so a poet yes. would never let another poet's work be truncated.
3: <laughs> so, really, <laughs> Okay. Okay, I'll do it. it's called On okay. the Death
1: of the Beloved.
3: Yes, by John O'Donohill. Mm. Though we need to weep your loss, You dwell in that safe place in our hearts where no storm or night or pain can reach you. Your love was like the dawn brightening over our lives, awakening beneath the dark a further adventure of colour. The sound of your voice found for us a new music that brightened everything. Whatever you enfolded in your gaze quickened in the joy of its being. You placed smiles like flowers on the altar of the heart. Your mind always sparkled with wonder at things. Though your days here were brief, your spirit was live, awake, complete. We look towards each other no longer from the old distance of our names. Now you dwell inside the rhythm of breath, as close to us as we are to ourselves. Though we cannot see you with outward eyes, we know our soul's gaze is upon your face, smiling back at us from within everything to which we bring our best refinement. Let us not look for you only in memory, where we would grow lonely without you. You would want us to find you in presence, beside us when beauty brightens, when kindness glows, and music echoes eternal tones, when orchids brighten the earth darkest winter has turned to spring. May this dark grief flower with hope in every heart that loves you. May you continue to inspire us to enter each day with a generous heart, to serve the call of courage, and love. Until we see your beautiful face again. In that land where there is no more separation. Where all tears will be wiped from our mind. And where we will never lose you again.
1: And that it. and that was written by uh, John, O'Donohue. John O'Donohue. In many ways, like he, he, and funnily enough, John O'Donohue was born nearly a year to the day after Shane. Shane was born on Christmas oh Day, and John O'Donohue was born on New Year's Day the following year. Oh my
4: goodness. But
1: tragically, yes. John, John O'Donohue was a it was a priest, a philosopher, a poet. And I'm yeah. sure uh, Shane would have got a lot of meaning uh, in John's writings. And indeed, you can say the same about Shane, a philosopher uh, and yeah. a poet. That was that was beautiful, Jen. Good to meet you, yeah. That's Jen Desmond. Joe, thanks very it's, much. Th- thank you. Thank you. We'll be back after this break.
0: Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Talk to Joe on 0818 715
1: 815. I've been uh, relating to you the beautiful pieces that have been written. Uh, in the last few hours, about Shane. Now, the, the tragedy is that a lot of the obituaries were obviously written knowing that um, Shane was about to pass, and but uh, they're they're extraordinarily well written. There's a beautiful one just been posted on the RT News uh, website, uh, and it's Shane McGowan, Twilight of a Celtic Champion, and it's written by our own Alan Carr, uh, you know Alan from uh, the uh, RT Guide and also the RT website. But this is what Alan has written. Growing up betwixt the old triangulation points of Irish rebel songs, the rutted boreens of Tipperary, and the din of London, Shane Patrick Lycett McGowan always seemed bound for some kind of ragged glory. A gifted songwriter, a truly unique singer, and a soulful chronicler of Ireland and the Irish. Shane was many things to many people. Maybe we had been expecting it these many years, but his death so soon after the passing of Irish music greats Sinead O'Connor and Christy Dignam will come as a sobering shock. There goes some kind of holy trinity of Irish music and as Shane would often remark in his motley wheeze of a laugh, I was given six weeks to live about 25 years ago and it goes on, it's a beautiful piece and who among us, writes Alan Carr, ever got bored with it? After all, Shane McGowan was never just for Christmas. Frank Gillespie is in the United States of America. I know Frank through your, your own sh- uh, show showbiz and music connections. You 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 met you met Shane.
5: Good morning, Joe from Boston. I did my first time to meet Shane actually was in a bar in New York. I was doing a little tour with Finbar and Francie Conway, Finbar Fury. Mm-hmm. yeah, and we used to do a little. Uh, Pub gigs to uh, do some different songs and stuff and Shane was in there and we had a great afternoon with Shane and that was the first time I ever met him and I can tell you the stories and the poetry that went on that afternoon between himself and Finn Bar and the banter was just fantastic. The second time I met him was actually myself and Melanie were staying in the Mercantile uh, Hotel there on Dame Street many years ago and Fran Ryder did uh, good job there uh, brought me out and said, Shane is out here on his own. Come on in, have a drink with him. Mm-hmm. And uh, w- w- he was he was staying there in the mercantile in, in Dublin. And, uh, like, he was delighted to see us, gave us a great welcome, and he spoke about emigration, and I, I spoke about, you know, uh, the Irish and going to London as a kid and getting on the trains, and he got a great kick out of that about the uh, people... That, in England and going from Ireland to England and working and sending back money. And uh, he, it was funny at one stage, he turned around and he said, did you ever settle into the train in Hollyhead? He says, and the next thing did say, you have to change that crew. And <laughs> he got a big laugh over that. And uh, we spoke about the fairy tale of New York because it was my party piece and Melanie's mm-hmm. party piece. And he got a great kick out of that. And uh, he spoke about uh, Christy McCall. And we, we told him we were actually in Mexico when that tragic accident happened. And uh, he told us and all Kirstie about her. Yeah. Christy was killed. Christy was killed and actually felt very bad. And I said, sorry for bringing that up. And, and he shed a tear and he hugged yeah. us. <clears throat> and uh, he ha- we knew that night. Uh, we spoke about it actually the next day after spending two hours enjoying his company he, he was just an amazing guy he was a poet, we knew we were in the in the company of a Bean or a Heaney or a Yates, mm-hmm. we, we knew after that that this guy was something special and the, the third time I met him was funny enough out in uh, Newcastle a little old pub on the canal mm-hmm. uh, myself and the la- the late great Frank Smith from the Submarine Bar. We were going up to Mrs. Lee's one Saturday afternoon, and uh, we said we'd go up and have a pint in Mrs. Lee's. And lo and behold, who was sitting outside in a little chair and a table on his own, having a drink? Only the Bowler Shane. The Bowler And he yeah. gave us a big, we- big welcome and a hug, and he was delighted to see us. And he said to me. Uh, I'm still going to write that so- song for Brendan. I'm still going to write that song for Brendan.
1: This is Brendan Grace, and, uh, your father-in-law. Yeah.
5: Brendan <laughs> Grace, absolutely. Right. And and, and he, he he talked was there and we had a drink for about an hour and he said, I said, what are you doing out this way, Shane? Well, he said, I'm going to be picked up, he says, in about a half an hour now, he says, I'm going to do an old gig in Wexford. Okay, and uh, this uh, RV, this RV, pulled up and a couple of people got out he gave us a big hug and said goodbye and he was going to do a little gig in Wexford well the next morning I went into the post office in Turles Pass to buy the papers the Sunday papers and on the counter every paper on the front page was Shane McGowan plays to 80,000 people in Wexford and all I could do that morning was put my head down and laugh and there was the old gig in Wexford. He was so humble and yeah. such a great guy. And, you know, my, my, I won't hold you, Joe. I know yeah, you have a lot yeah. of people on today. I ju- just want to... I spoke to Eileen Grace earlier this morning. Yeah. And from the Grace family, we just want to send okay. our condolences to Victoria and all the family yeah. and Shane's dad and everybody, He's, he's friends. and um, We're thinking of everybody today. And it's a sad, sad day for Us all, it's a sad day for Ireland and he'll always be remembered. Okay.
1: Beautifully said, Frank Gillespie. Beautifully said. Thank you. And if you want to add your truth, no matter uh, where you are or uh, who you are, Ken Dial from Bagatelle uh, has phoned in 0818715815. When did you first meet
6: Shane, Ken? Hi, Joe. Um, The first time we met Shane was at Self-Aid. Uh, for the Let's Make It Work uh, that was held in the 80s. And uh, we met in the green room where all the bands were. And uh, I just got talking to him and he was saying that he saw us in the Mean fiddler in Harleston. He used to go there with his cousins. They were big fans. Mm -hmm. That was the first meeting. And the second meeting I had with him was when we were doing a charity gig in Harley-Davidson at the Red Cow. And Shane just turned up and he got up and sang... Uh, the Fairy Tales of New York with this and it's actually on YouTube. There's a YouTube clip of it, uh, okay. as, you know, out there. And uh, I have to say, like a, a very unassuming and guy. Who, like, well,
1: and Can hang on, Fairy Tale. Sorry, but Fairy Tale of New York is a duet.
6: I know, but the the uh, the, um, the head of the charity for Temple Street
4: yeah.
6: uh, Brilliant. was Angela McNulty. We had just done a charity run okay. down Route 66 and raised a billion for the hospital. And she uh, just was there because it was for Temple Street. Brilliant. And uh, she got up and did Kirsty's part. And oh, she did a great fantastic. job with it. Fantastic,
1: fantastic, fantastic. Um, and Tony
6: Toner organised the whole thing because he's the road captain on Route 66 and he got us all out, 100 riders out and back. Say,
1: bless him. He's a good guy. He's a good guy. he's a good guy. And going back, Ken. Thanks so much. That's Ken Doyle from from Bagatel. But I'm um, going back to Alan Carr's uh, piece. As I say, some fantastic uh, pieces written who uh, uh, that get to the heart of and indeed the, an insight for a lot of us on chain. A lad, a lad. I'm I'm taking the paragraphs uh, as I read them. A poet. Of Paddyism. In his prime, he was a dangerous writer of the political and the profane, who brilliantly subverted the cliche of the drunken Irish. Perhaps no other songwriter captured the unromanticised reality of the Irish immigrant experience as well as Shane uh, McGowan. The highly intelligent and gifted Shane won a literary scholarship to the Westminster School, where he soon befriended the school bully. Later, there was work on building sites and a nocturnal life of uppers and downers on the streets of Soho, commemorated perhaps in the Pogue's greatest song, The Old Main Drag. Bernard Clancy's in Leitrim, but Conor, that song, I know you're London Irish, that must be evocative for you.
7: (coughs) Yeah, we would have been immigrants now to to London in the 80s and I would have gone to school over there and everyone I went to school with, their parents were Irish. And back then, you were sort of ashamed to be Irish. Obviously, there was the IRA, there was bombings, and there was Paddy yeah. jokes, and there was no blacks, no Irish. Yeah. And we played traditional music, and you, but you kept it, you kept it secret in places like Cricketwood and, and Kilburn, and mm-hmm. places like that up in Luton. You'd you'd keep your head down, but Shane made you proud to be Irish. You know, he, yeah, he he brought the poetry of his music. He made you proud. The music you play at home. He brought that out into the out out out, out, out to the world, really, and he and he made you a, he summed up mm. what it was like to, to grow up in London. You'd see the down and outs down, like with that song there, uh, you know, um, on, on the streets. You'd see the sub people outside the Crown, up on the orocs, getting on the buildings in the morning. So he he brought that he brought that to the world, really. So yeah. he, he's very part of the London Irish culture.
1: And I'm just thinking it was a difficult time, Connor, when when that that, that, that for the Irish, because um it's um what year was it nineteen eighty-three actually it was an anniversary coming at the fortieth anniversary on the seventeenth of December of the Harrods bombing. These were IRA bombs in London and the centre of London was absolutely uh, terrorized and six people were killed in that. Uh, no warning bombed. Um and then there was other awful atrocities as well, Birmingham, uh, Guildford. Um, and, and was it was it difficult to, to be Irish at that time in London, Connor?
7: Yeah, I mean, I was only a kid, but I yeah. know, like, my dad's would have been on the buildings, and my mum, so he would just be with Irish people. And it was only, like, when you... We, we were nearly, like, in a ghetto, you know, places in C- Crickwood and Kilburn, uh, Camden Town. We lived all very close because you felt everyone... It wasn't even the IRA. It was a lot of... You were looked down on, really, being from Ireland like uh it was seen like as a third world country um Good God. And
4: yeah.
7: but obviously compared to now it's completely different but but shame and we play traditional irish music at home um, and then he brought it he made it cool yeah. you know he made he made you really play to be irish um and like he would have had a big effect now uh on not just the immigrants in london but in manchester glasgow uh now in australia out in America. He he was obviously a son of immigrants and he yeah. made you proud to be a, a, an Irish immigrant.
1: His dad Morris, who's still with us, thank God, was from Dublin um originally and his mother Therese is from from Tipperary as people as uh, people people know. Connor, thanks indeed. Thanks indeed thanks. for that That's Connor Clancy sure. and Legion. Brian, sorry for holding you for so long. Um uh Brian, you I know you work as a postman in Sligo. Um your your, your reaction to the uh Untimely passing of Shane McGowan.
8: Ah, yeah, Joe. Listen, uh firstly can I say what a what a privilege to be in a national conversation with such a uh, such an icon of
4: yeah,
8: yeah. Irishness. You know, it's what a privilege. And uh to have grown up um in the eighties listening to his music, it just resonates, it brings back some such good memories of um just getting out to the to the teenage disco, to to, to, to uh, with my friends and stuff, and all the all the every single mm-hmm. tune he had. And as as you said earlier, what Bruce Springsteen said, his music will last forever and is lasting forever. It it, it it's just um, to this day, the young children. I I, I do um, a small bit of part time DJ myself, like and okay. the, the the children. They, they love it. They just, they yeah. just,
1: you get thrown any. And when you yeah. mentioned children loving it, Brian, did you ever, I, I never did, I, I did the summer in London or whatever, but I never lived for a long time in, uh, abroad. Did you? No, I, I never
8: mm-hmm. I holiday abroad, but never, yeah, but, never Shane's, abroad,
1: but But Shane's music, man, and his, his lyrics managed to evoke that feeling of what yeah. it must be like to live abroad. It's Absolutely, inc- incredibly. Well, that's yeah. th- that's a po- That's poetry. That's poetry yeah. bringing you into that realm. Um, a song, a song that you like or, or has a meaning um, for you, Brian.
8: But, but, all, like, the, mall, but like, the the in the all. like the one thing I, I, I do remember about him, uh, Sally MacRae, was the one I I, I loved, and um, okay. but it, it
1: was okay. Yeah, it is okay. You see, you can't keep Shane down. <laughs> yeah,
8: <laughs> brilliant. Say
1: that, Brian. Okay. Brilliant. Uh, Brian, who yes. is who is Sally MacLan? Yes. No I'll, point I'll,
8: asking me, Joe.
1: I'll <laughs> tell you I'll tell you because I'm sitting in a studio here with technology around me. It was the second single Written again by Shane by the band to make the UK Top One Hundred. The song was composed by Shane and featured on their second album. Again the titles of his album Sell Us So Much, Rome, Sodomy and the Lash. The song yeah. is based the song is based on a bar his uncle owned, which served Irish Ford Workers God how many of them from Cork especially in Dagenham. Sally Lennan, Brian, is also the name of
0: a stout. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Michael is from Dublin. Ma- Michael, you met Shane several
1: times I, in London. I
0: did. In, I did indeed, Joe. I hope you can hear me I and can, yeah.
1: the
9: listeners. Oh, he, he, do you know what? It's a day. It's a sad day but it's mm-hmm. a day to celebrate, like what you're doing. And thank you from the bottom of my heart. And I speak for many, many people around the world. And Shane, how... McGowan, Shane McGowan was a poet, um, all road in one. He was a dreamer, a poet. He really, he walked the walk and talked the talk. Mm-hmm. And back in London, I went to London when I was only 16 years and that wasn't yesterday when I was 16 years old.
4: Right.
9: And to find to find yourself, and yet yeah, the the, the call he had earlier on was bang on when he said it was tough when the troubles all started there. I got a terrible hiding. Oh, I was left in hospital because I was Irish. Good God. But you know what? When I got out of the hospital, I remember going down to see... Um, it, 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 seemed, seemed, it seemed so an age ago, and yet today reminded me of... Sorry, Joe. Um, I have so much respect for Shane McGowan mm. and what he believed in. He was a proud, proud Irish man, oh, even was. though he yeah. spent years... Even though he spent years in London. He was... And to go to see one of his concerts or even just to stand in the background mm. and do like punk rockers or whatever, he'd he done his own thing. And he he, he, he answered to nobody. He answered. To, he believed in what he was doing, and that's why. And that's what carried him through his life. He never was in the background saying, "Well, I have to do." It. No, no. He did what he had to. What he, what he had in his heart. He has left a great legacy, and in years to come, long after we age and the young people age today, Shane McGowan will still be there. He opened the doors for a lot of lonely, mm-hmm. lonely Irish people in London who had nowhere to go, who were lonely, living in their flats, as one caller said, and he couldn't have put it better. Going home from a hard day's work, looking for a job, standing on the old Kent Road, Islington, all these places, hoping that a van would pull up. Yeah. And... Um,
1: and look for that a few, be up yeah. the
9: job. But if you listen to Shane Again and the songs and the words in his songs, it's a replicator it because he's seen it with his own eyes. And as I said, today is a celebration. We have lost we, we have lost one of the greatest poets,
4: mm-hmm.
9: one of the greatest. He reminds me of Patrick Havner when Patrick Havner done that poem, "ridle in the road," yeah. and then it was done into a song. And this is, in years to come, the young generation will be reading about Shane McGowan and saying, what an extraordinary man. But when I met him, to stand in front of him, and you know, like he was swaggering because he had a bottle in his hand or a pint. Mm -hmm. But to listen to the man, it was, you know, it was an eye-opener. It was the best educational Half, 15 minutes that you could get from any professor in any university around the world. Just listen to Shane McGowan.
1: And his lyrics, yeah. And Michael, and you, ma- you mentioned you were hospitalised, which is horrific from from your description. There, yes, I was
9: hospitalised because yeah. I was Irish. And then at that time, you just—I remember somebody saying to me, uh, "When you go, if you go, I, I drank back then. If you go to a pub, don't open your mouth." And I said, oh, "Well, okay. uh, I won't even." Uh, but I mean, well, it's a long okay. story. Two of them were behind. But I'm yeah, just—I'm yeah, yeah. ju- I'm
1: just thinking uh, something I read this morning about Shane. Um he was in hospital when he was seventeen. Now he says he was in rehab because of the drink at that stage. But he said mm. when he when he, the best thing that ever happened when he was when he left rehab, the first mm. gig and the first music he ever he heard then was the sex yeah. pistols and that really you know the whole point right. thing. Yeah, yeah. Thanks Michael. Go, you know, go, yeah, sorry. yeah, sorry,
9: just one more thing. And you know what, mate, you know what is so extraordinary? even though the Irish were sort of looked upon and shane kept the spirits up of the irish over there at his concerts there was a lot of english people at the concerts. of course yeah which which i thought was I, I found it i found it unbelievable but i just want to today is a sad day and my thoughts are with his wife and, and many of the fans around the world, but it's also and thank you, Joe, from many, oh, many people around the that. world yeah. for 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 uh, for his spirit today. Okay. We celebrate his life.
1: Well said, Michael. Well said. Before okay, the break, thank John. Thanks, uh, John Gatelys in Cork. John Michael uh, mentioned when you went into a pub, you met you met you met Shane in a pub.
10: I did, I did. Well, I used to run a a pub, a bar in Derby, Joe, in the 80s, called the Old Bell in Sadlergate in Derby, right in the city centre. And then there was a club right across it called the Blue Note. All right. And I was on duty there one night and in come the lads before the gig and there was all sorts of champagne and pints and everything. And I'd be honest with you, I'd never heard of the Pogues. I, I think it wasn't long before they were called Pope Mahone or something at that stage, and uh, so I, I went across the road and uh, just couldn't get in. I didn't have a ticket, but I got to kind of into the door to have a look, and I couldn't believe it. There was hundreds and hundreds of people, tricolours and everything all over the place. And actually, funny, vast majority were Irish, first generation Irish mm-hmm. who, were, who were born over there themselves, you know. But it just left a great memory, and I'm very sad today to hear of Shane's passing, you know. Yeah, I saw so uh, It's,
4: it's so a many great memory there. I have of. Yeah.
10: Yeah, of, of living and working over there in the 80s, which, as you said, wasn't the easiest time, but uh, I, I must admit I never had any issues, thank God. OK, good stuff.
1: Thank you, John. That's John Gately in Cork. Uh, Margaret MacConnan. Margaret, just briefly, you say you, rem- if you remember correctly, you have a good memory if you do.
11: Tell us, <laughs> Margaret. <laughs> Joe, yeah, I've been dying to get on to tell you this. Um, the first time I ever heard uh, Fair Chill of New York, I believe, was on LiveLine. Okay. In, back in 1987. I, I think it was Marion. Yeah,
1: of course. Yeah, Marianne. More
11: than likely Marion at that stage. Uh, you were only a young fella then. So that's... I was pregnant on my youngest mm-hmm. son that time and he was due around Christmas. And I remember hearing Fairy Tale of New York and just being absolutely blown away by it, just the, the lyrics oh, and the a music. It's classic.
8: It's classic. And
11: uh, it was just amazing. And ever since then my son whenever he was old enough to understand i'd always say your fairy tale of new york is five years old now now it's 10 years old and now this year i'm going to be telling them it's 36 years old Incredible,
3: Incredible.
11: <laughs> this year and um i'm just so sad to hear about shane McGowan. Um, and um i knew he wasn't well and i actually said yeah. to my daughter last night oh poor shane hasn't longed for this world and okay. it just came into my mind last night for some reason but I uh, have big sympathies to Victoria and he'll be meeting up with Kirsty again, hopefully, yeah. uh, for their duet in heaven. And um, I just wanted to say... Okay, well, as well said. That,
1: well said, Margaret. Yeah, I,
11: well, just, I just wanted uh, to well, say that Rainy, Rainy Night in Soho, just two lines from that, from that song. Uh, I watched our friends grow up together and some of them fell into heaven and some of them fell into hell. hell. Yeah. I just think... It's an amazing, just amazing, lyrics. So, and, and um, thanks.
1: Make it rest also, also thanks, Margaret, for remembering Marion. It's Marion's anniversary is coming yes. up uh, soon as well. Um, thank you, yes. D- I just before the break, we'll I'll, I'll take you into the break with a quote from Shane. Of course, this is in the London Times. Uh, it's a miracle every morning when you wake up, Shane McGowan once observed, and he really wasn't kidding.
0: Talk to Joe on 0818-715-815. Joe Duffy! Talk to Joe on 0818-715-815.
1: And again, I'm I'm drawing your attention to some fantastic writing. And obviously Shane was extraordinarily literate, he would read when he was growing up. Uh, In London, the Ulysses, and then they went back to Tipperary, but then went back to London. But that Ulysses was in the family home. Finnegan's Wake was in the family home. He um, uh, Morris and Morris's father uh, apparently would uh, go through the books together. He loved uh, heavyweight novels, and he was actually his English teacher when Shane was 11, uh, spotted the uh, talent and encouraged him, as indeed his family did, to go to Westminster School which is what it was called it's in the grounds of Westminster Abbey there and um, it's um, he was awarded a scholarship there but uh, Shane Shane didn't like it and I think I think he in full Shane form he was uh, expelled but there's a lovely piece written a long form piece um, written in the uh, Irish Independent. Unfortunately, it's behind the paywall, but uh, maybe for the day that's in it, they might put it up on their website without w- without a paywall because it's a beautiful, beautiful piece. Um, old Ireland and its traditional values, this is what fired the imagination and romantic spirit of Shane McGowan, the writer and champion of the downtrodden, whose unlikely journey saw him rise from a rank outsider looking in through the window of Irish popular culture to one of its favourite sons. And that piece is uh, written in the Irish Independent, on the website, uh, written by Richard Balls. who was written A Furious a furious Devotion. What a What a title. Uh, what a beautiful combination of words! A furious devotion, the life of Shane uh, McGowan, uh, David Hayden. David, you remember where? Where you're in the early nineties?
12: Yeah, it was early to mid nineties, and okay. uh, I was working in the fashion quarter there in South William Street. Okay, and uh, it was a Friday, and it was a lovely summer's day. And I set off and I put in a uh, Pogues tape, and Brilliant. the traffic was mental.
1: Yes, yes. So
12: yes. I started, started driving down South William Street, and um, I was belting out Broad Majestic Shannon ah, yeah. at the top of my voice. And I got to the end of the street, and the window was down. And next thing I noticed, a bloke in a black suit, white shirt, no tie, uh, dark sunglasses, standing on the path, just Looking at me, yeah. So I, I kept singing anyway. And next thing, he <laughs> was just standing there looking at me, and I, I couldn't move. You know, the traffic yeah. just stopped, and uh, he was staring at me, expressionless. Okay. So I looked over at him, and I started staring back at him to get him to to stop staring at me.
1: Okay. But he wasn't a well known a well <laughs> known Dublin characteristic. If you want someone to stop staring at you, you stare back at back at them even harder. So what happens? What happens?
12: So, he wasn't, <laughs> he, wasn't, he, he wasn't flinching, he was just looking at me Okay. I was about to ask him, like, can I help him?
1: Now, what are you like, looking can at? I help
12: you with something? Yeah, and next thing, this unmistakable smile ah. uh, came across his face and he just turned and started chuck- chuckling to himself, you or were... cackling, in Shane's case, and just walked off.
1: Now that was Shane so, and you were singing a song out of the window and said, William Street in Dublin, brilliant.
12: Yeah, Brilliant. and he, he stopped just, that's, just, that's, just to make my day. Yeah. That's yeah. sad,
1: he did. And I'm sure you made his day as well, David. You know, just <laughs> <laughs> singing, it's, it's, that's serendipity. Um, well yeah. well, well. said, David Hayden. Brian Hool, thanks, David, in Dublin. Brian Hool in Massachusetts. Um, you've just heard the news about Shane's uh, untimely passing. He died at 3 a.m. this morning, uh, surrounded by yeah. his family, uh, Victoria, Morris and Siobhan. And the family said he... Um, he got the last rights and that gave them all great great comfort. You're originally from Cork. When when how long have you been a Shane McGowan fan?
13: No, I think as long as I can remember, Joe. You yeah. know, um going down to the old Ballon College GA going down to the Ballincollig College GA hall for the discos there back when we were about twelve years of age, twelve or thirteen yeah. years of age is where I really started kicking in, you know. We were down with with my friends in school and you know, it really brought traditional Irish music to the next level for us. You know, we were probably not into that much traditional Irish music mm-hmm. before that, but it, it got something inside the kids at the time. We were only 13, 14 years of age, and 12 or 13, and it really got inside your soul and made you, you know, proud to be listening to that music. And uh, he did something that nobody else could do at the time, I believe, you know, and uh, carried, through, carried through to this very day it it's especially being I've been in America now uh thirty years. Thirty yeah. years or less in the early nineties. And um still every time you hear your music it resonates, you know. And I've got my old my 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 own kids here now who've seen him multiple times in Boston and stuff and um again gives them a good sense of being Irish, being and especially because you know, he came from an immigrant family himself. Yeah, of they course, can really yeah. resonate with it because he is all they're on the same boat as him, you know, parents being Irish but they're in a different country. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's, a, it's a tough day. Tough day over here. Yeah. And, sad, uh, yeah sadness. Yeah.
1: Sadness spreading. Yeah. A, a, a change. Untimely yeah. passing. Okay, Brian. Brian. Yeah, that's Brian Hoole in Massachusetts. Yeah. How, long, how long are you there, Brian?
13: I'm in. A, I'm in America. Just thirty years. Thirty years. Thirty I Come home when I was eighteen.
1: Yeah. And how many? Would you come home this year? Do you come home regularly? What was that? Do you come home regularly? I do, yeah. I, yeah, I, good man. I,
13: my, my, my mom and dad passed away there about 10 ah. years ago. So okay. I'd, be home, I'd be home a lot more regularly before that. And I still have a couple of sisters at home and I have one over here at me now, right now on holidays. So.
4: Okay.
13: Um, but yeah, I get home once a year at well,
1: least. Well, thank you, Brian, for your condolences. Uh, and God God rest Shane. Before the break, Owen, Rio, Rio, Broadcon. Owen, good afternoon.
14: Joe. Come on, sad, come on. Day.
1: sad day, sad day. Um, when, when do you remember when you first heard Shane?
14: Well, I, I think the first time I heard him singing, Joe, was um, obviously on the radio or something, uh, the track Brown Eyes. And I remember saying, Jesus, who let that fella on the radio with that kind of voice?
4: Okay. And then I
14: started listening to his songs and stuff. And, um, I mean, you know, he, he was an acquired taste to listen to, but, God, Joe, he was a fantastic poet. He really yeah. was. And, and when you look at all the people who recorded his songs, I was just, while I was waiting for you there, I was looking down through, um, I mean, the number of people who've recorded Fairy Tale in New York is phenomenal. Um, and I was just laughing there. The man that you were talking to, uh, who was singing the Broad Majestic Shannon yeah, driving yeah. down the street and Shane looking at him and <laughs> um, I heard I heard Liam Clancy sing that song Joe first time I heard it it was the Pogues and I said ah, that's an okay song yeah and then I heard Liam Clancy sing it and I said Jesus who wrote that that's poetry it really
4: yeah, it's is credible. poetry
14: yeah. I I suppose written around the time when he was living in Pogan, I think he lived in Pocon. I think Christy Moore tells a story about meeting him uh, yeah. around Pocahont at some stage. But um, I'll tell you what, Joe, people are sad, but I'll say um, there's a way to avoid being sad, and that's that chain never existed, and we would be at a loss
4: okay. that's if he nice. was
14: never here.
1: And he'd have, he'd have immortality. I know it's, it's not of great comfort to his family <laughs> and, and, and as they grieve in the hours after his passing.
6: Yeah, well, but he'd have know,
1: immortality in his art and his poetry and his music. Well, he's, a good, he's a good artist as well. Um, I would
14: reckon, Joe, in a hundred years' time, you go into a pub around this time mm -hmm. of Christmas and there'll be somebody like me with a bird on on his lap massacring fairy tale in New York. Well said, well said,
1: well said. But he'll be remembered.
14: He'll be remembered. And can I just say one thing, Joe?
4: Um,
14: Victoria's message this morning had me in tears and probably everybody everybody else. And... To to Victoria and to the lads from the Pogues in particular, um, to Terry Woods, uh, uh, who people will forget, was one of the guys who started the revival of Irish folk music with um, Sweeney's Men. And um, just to them all, we're thinking of you today, and uh, I think the one way to remember, Shane, is park the car, get someone else to drive home and
0: Raise
1: a glass in his memory. Okay. Could a marker on her er yesterday
0: could have Adam Dealish. Talk to Joe on 0818-715-815. Joe Duffy! Talk to Joe on 0818-715-815.
1: Martina Lowe and awfully you met you met Mm. Shane in a hotel.
15: I did,
0: Joe.
15: Um, I worked in the uh, Dimmer Court Hotel in Gray. I think that was in the early noughties, I think about right. 2002 or 2003. And,
1: and you, did, you sa- did you serve that. him? Did you serve him?
15: I did, I did, okay. of course, yeah. <laughs> I, I was starstruck, Joe. I couldn't believe Brilliant. I was able to, uh, because he said, I want... Uh, uh, and Bloody Mary. So okay. I went and asked for Bloody Mary, and I brought it in, and I and I asked for his autograph. But well to
7: be
1: honest with you, I don't know where his autograph ah, is. Ah, you'll find it. You'll find it. Meet a legend. Did you tell He's him you? Did you tell him you're a fan?
15: I think so. I the time, but my favorite song. And my husband, uh, uh, Larry, he had a good uh, few uh, favorite songs and plays as mm. well. And his sister, Shirley, uh, she worked in England and she met him in Soho, I think. Okay. Uh, So Larry said it to me there, Mm -hmm. um, as I was in the shopping centre in uh, Tullamore, so um, he was a legend. A legend, yeah. He was in his own right, Joe, and I'm telling you, I I got a shock when I heard that I died.
1: It uh, was it's,
15: outstanding.
1: Okay, and it's so moving, Martina, to hear from people like yourself today. Bernie, finally, and I don't want to just so many people. You're from St Martin's National School in Britain. They were playing music this morning. Uh, they were they're learning music, and the principal uh, came in and broke the news about Shane's passing.
16: Well, you know, Joe, I'm I'm heartbroken, but it's it's just brilliant. This time of the year, every year, we break into our Christmas programme.
4: Yeah. And, and I'm looking here is. at, at
16: it nice and it's got Silas Night and away in a manger and jingle bells and, and we wish you a Merry Christmas. But central on the page is Fairy Tale of New York. Okay. And, and it breaks me heart to think about it because I, I, when I'm saying to the kids and I've been talking about him every day for the last couple of because 'cause we've had rehearsals coming up to a little concert and I, I, I talk to them about Shea McGowan and talk about what a genius this man is. Okay. And to talk to their grannies or their parents about him. And that, you know, we, we normally play jigs and reels and polkas. And I, I say, now you have to slow this one down, guys. This one is a seriously wonderful piece of soul sure, music. Yes.
1: Well said. Well slow said. it
16: down. Slow it down, guys. Let's feel it. Let's feel it. And well we said. spent well, it well, day for Shane. Yeah. And it was a privilege to have all the kids there together. We have about 50 kids playing music from second up to sixth. And we felt, we felt Fairy tale in New York today for Shane McGowan, and God rest him. He's okay. a legend. Well, said. And it's been a privilege.
1: Well, it's a, a
16: privilege to be able to play, uh, well, murder his music, maybe. but uh, no, uh, I'm sure you don't. Yeah, no, I'm sure, sure you I don't. was just thinking to myself, the man had been saying, Oh, Jesus.
4: Well, anyway, he'd be encouraging we, we,
16: you. We do our best. God rest.
1: And God rest his wonderful, wonderful. Uh, soul on sound, Ashling Gruffordy,
0: research, John O'Reilly, producer Nadine Malomny, Ray Darcy's next. 0818 715 815 stays open until three fifteen pm or email joe at rte.ie.